Hello and welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence, and it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. I'm Sean. Guys, uh, so just uh, <laughs> I'm going to give a little bit of inside baseball here. We had to re-record this open. Yeah, we, we did. We got like 12 minutes in, yeah. and there was, I think your mic was My coming mic was out fucked. of the thing a little bit. It's not fucked. It just was coming out of the... Well, it was the, fucked at the moment because it did not capture all my brilliant witticisms. I know. We were having a good conversation. We were talking We were talking about how we went to see Batman Returns. Cause, yeah. So Fathom Events is doing this thing where they're showing all of the old Batman movies. And old by old, I mean Batman 89, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. So, uh, you know... There's still time to catch Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. If Which you we're going to do, Batman Forever. We are going to do, because there's, I have a special place in my heart for Batman Forever, even though it's terrible. So, but I'm not seeing Batman and Robin. That can go fuck itself. <laughs> but but you, there's that's, still time. That's so Clooney, go check. right? Yes. Okay. So, I, always get, I always get mixed up when I can't. I, can't, I always no, get the Batman Clooney. Batman Forever and... is Val Kilmer. Right. And Batman and Robin is Clooney. So yeah, if you are in any way interested, check your Fathom Events thing and check that out. But anyway, so we went to see Batman Return, and I love that movie. Just absolutely fucking love that movie so much. We weren't able to see Batman 89 due to some scheduling shit, uh, but we saw Batman Returns, and it was just so great to see in the big screen. And what I was talking about was how on the way home, we mm. were chatting in the car before we got caught in a fucking torrential downpour. Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> that I really, I've grown to appreciate Michael Keaton's job as as Bruce Wayne and Batman a lot more. Yeah, uh, than I did when I was younger, and it's I think it's because I like that he kind of leans into the fact that Bruce Wayne and Batman are very fucked up characters, but yeah. he leans into it in a way of like not oh my god I'm so sad. Uh, in a way of like, I'm going to fucking just ride this train until I can't ride it anymore. He kind of plays him with a little bit of a smile and a wink. Right. Like he, this Batman has a smidge of a sense of humor and it's very dry, but it's there. Well, also too, I feel like the way that he kind of portrays him is a way that if Batman was a real person, Mm. like an actual, like, you'll, you'll, was just like a rich guy Mm -hmm. that took this path like this is how he could actually react in 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 day to day and i feel that there's a you know enough of those quirks in his performance that stand out that you're like oh yeah i could get that like we were referencing uh in batman 89 where's that scene where uh bruce wayne and the joker the joker whatever he confessed he's in kim basinger's office and like yeah yeah and he just goes fucking crazy like he grabs that poker yeah and he starts he's like come on let's get nuts you know whatever and it's like it's really but that's something where it's like i could see a bruce wayne the person kind of just losing his shit just a little bit yeah you know like a lot more yeah but not but not always just being like you know because we obviously look yeah kevin conroy batman in the batman animated series oh so good was so good but he really played you know bat you know bruce wayne it's just like hey i'm a millionaire yeah whatever and you know batman is just like you know but yeah and and he did and there there definitely there's parts in the animated series especially some of those earlier ones where batman definitely has a little bit of a sense of humor and and again it's very dry it is there uh, I feel that that, though, kind of gets lost the more towards, quote, realism that we go. And then you just have, like, angsty, constantly angsty Batman. Right. Who doesn't have the ability to smile, who doesn't have the ability to joke whatsoever. He's just this basic, like, just, he's constantly like a goth kid. He's just always brooding. Well, that was the problem with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Is that he played both Bruce Wayne and Batman as such just a such a fucking grumpy motherfucker. I know. And I understand like yes, I don't want Batman out there oh, being all fucking happy go lucky. I'm not asking for Adam West Batman. Right. Right. But I I that's why I think that this Keaton Batman really works so well is he can pull off those slightly comedic lines like he meets Selena Kyle 
when he's Batman, and then he meets her again in, in Max Shrek's boardroom. And he's like, oh, you know, Chris Walken introduces them. He's like, oh, this is my assistant, Selena. And he goes, oh, we've met. And she goes, oh, we have. And he goes, oh, I mistook me for someone else. <laughs> and he pulls that line off. Yeah. But I don't think Christian Bale's Batman or Ben Affleck's Batman would be able to pull that fucking shit off. Yeah, there's it a certain... It would just land like a thud, but Keaton pulls it off. There's a certain amount of charm yes, that comes with that. there the, is. The thing that... I guess the knock against Keaton is that as far as a physical specimen goes, mm-hmm. you know, he's sure. not... He's not quite what you would imagine Batman to be. No, I mean, yeah, really, really at all. I guess he'd be Christian Bale ripped. Yeah, I mean, mean, yeah, it's the thing. But I mean, but he's just got just enough of. But when he's in the suit, I mean, it's the thing. Okay, he's he's in the suit though. I'm totally cool with it. Oh yeah, you know, like that's the thing. Like I like I don't even. It doesn't even phase me, you know, when he's like, oh, that's Batman. You know, that's Michael Keaton. It's like, I don't give a fuck. It's Batman. No, that that's a really great suit. I I wish they kind of would have combined keaton's suit with a little bit more of bale's suit like because bale's suit has the ability you can turn your neck because mm-hmm. it's got that thing i kind of wish they would have just put that part together but other than that i love the way like i love this movie i love the way batman looks i love the way catwoman looks penguin looks fucking amazing like yeah. it's really fantastic and then that's also my favorite on-screen batmobile yeah yeah which is so cool and then we actually we've seen it in person a couple times right um and i don't know if you were standing over by it when the guy was talking our tour guy i don't know if it, what, what so was it went to the dc one yeah yeah no the last time we went with her when we went with your mom we went right to okay the, the Warner Brothers lot, and then you walk into that fucking warehouse, and it's just all the Batmobiles, and yeah. like the Bat Wing and the Bat Bike and the whatever, just hanging out. Um, and we were over there, and the reason that you know he drives it, and then like the roof kind of slides back, mm-hmm. right? It slides so he can get out. I guess the reason that they did that is because when they built the Batmobile, they oh. forgot to put uh, a way out. Right, right. They didn't build a no, door. No, was there for that. That's okay, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they didn't build a door, and then they're like, fuck, what are we going to do? we got to use it tomorrow. So they cut the roof off and made it slide. That's how... That's why it does that. But it makes they fucking forgot to put But it fucking works. It, it, it looks great. It's perfect. It's a great... It's a happy accident. Yeah. No, it's... That, that's a... That's the aesthetic in that movie, too. Like... Oh, well, I, I mean, I like... I like that era of Tim Burton, like the Edward Scissorhands and the the stuff. He gets like when he gets into like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and shit. That's a little bit much for me, but that like super dark Art Deco ish fucked upness. Yeah, that he did. I love that shit. And I, I watch that movie and I'm like, my God, no wonder. Like it's so dark. This is what everything looks like. It's you know never not night or never not snowing or whatever and then <laughs> we have batman and catwoman two of my favorite characters of all time on a dance floor to Susie and the banshees i never realized that yes. until you pointed it yeah, out it's Susie the banshees yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm like of like well max shrek is throwing a fucking banger of a party let's just he say really that is. because he's got Susie and the banshees being playing <laughs> you've got fucking you're wearing you got dudes where people people out there wearing masquerade masks that are like whole buildings on their face oh my god I, that you line know. when danny devito comes up in the stupid duck and he's like oh you all get to dress like idiots idiots yeah it's just so good yeah Uh, there's there's some great stuff in that movie like just just and just when you kind of think of the logic it just it's ridiculous oh yeah i mean there's a fuck the the penguin army is so fucking stupid well because it It is so dumb and i'm like you know what i'm just going with it (laughs) alfred who's just basically like hey i'm gonna watch a bunch of tv and like call in directions and stuff which is pretty what he does um i mean that's what Alfred they were doing. Does. That's what Alfred does, and they're like, he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna redirect all these Penguin Commandos because the, the idea is that the because pe- the idea is that the Penguin Commando. The idea was at one point, <laughs> the Penguins like the fucking pe- um, I've had it. All these fucking Penguins. I'm gonna send them out to the center of Gotham Square, or whatever. And they're gonna blow up some people. And they're gonna blow up a hundred thousand people of Gotham just by shooting their missiles. Sure. Where I don't know, I don't no, know exactly know. where they were supposed to shoot but at Gotham. At Gotham, but they were going to kill everybody. Sure, right. And so Alfred and Batman redirect these penguins back to the zoo. Right. 
and the penguin's like, what the fuck? And Batman and him start fighting and penguin act, you know, you know, cause Batman's got control of these penguins and penguin grabs the control and hits the button and the penguins start shooting their missiles, but they all just start kind of, they don't all shoot at penguin. They just start blowing they, up the zoo. They literally just shoot them they, in no real fat. Well, they like, mostly just blow up the zoo. Yeah. Well, they're not, that's the thing. They're just all standing there and the missile just sort of go everywhere. But I was like, well, what was the plan that Batman was going to have? It was like, I'm just going to move all these penguins in here. And I don't and know if he hope. had one. That's the thing that really comes off is he doesn't have a plan. And then yeah. he kind of just stands there. Like when the penguin falls down, there's like, as Max Shrek is getting out of the, the little cage. Um, I mean, obviously spoilers for Batman Returns, which came out in 1992. But if you haven't seen it by now, that's kind of your problem. So, <laughs> so yeah just kind of dealing with yeah, it yeah just kind of deal with that one uh for like a almost 30 year old movie at this point so there's this huge very long scene where like christopher Walken's like trying to get this monkey to come over so he can get keys monkey assistance and then he gets the keys and then he gets out but then he falls down there's like this very long drawn out scene and every time they cut back to batman they do it twice where they cut back to him and he's just standing there watching this shit blow up and he's just like duh like the whole and I, like do it twice and i was like why it's like do something or whatever yeah. and it takes him a while to finally like get down to where he's supposed to be <laughs> and i don't know why it's just it's a very weird movie i just love it so much yeah well they're just also like i mean it's it's crazy violent it's yeah. you know well, i mean batman kills like batman, three people batman kills a bunch of motherfuckers like on, on purpose on, on, yeah on like he's like on the, there's, that, there's that one part where he's just like i'm gonna set the batmobile and there's a guy behind it i know it burn and he, yes that's right that guy who's like breathing fire he like lights that guy up and then the other guy he's just like hey have a bomb and the batman fucking smiles at him and shoves him into a fucking sewer before he explodes well batman's killing him he's i mean even in he's the batman killing. 89 like he's killing oh, a bunch of course of he is but, but i mean it's just so fucking funny that's all batman's doing batman's a murderer yeah he, he is <laughs> he's just he's just a mad murderer but uh yeah but then uh there's just so much like filthy and stuff too like just mm -hmm. stuff that's like it's very like you know obviously batman returns is like oh my god this you know this is batman returns we're gonna take the kids to see it but there was just moments where like i mean flat out the penguin's just like i'm gonna fuck you know <laughs> the penguin's gonna fuck he's talking about how he wants to like he wants he's talking about doing flipper tricks yeah. and stuff and like and I mean, he's, he's talking about groping people like yeah, he's just, that's what I'm he's like groping he's like he literally says like i want to grope people and i'm like groping and just like the way danny devito just relishes that sort of shit is so amazing yeah which but there's also that part yeah. with like batman so bruce and selena on the fucking dance floor dancing when i hadn't i totally forgot about this so like last time i saw the movie she asks him to go fuck on like a mattress because they're in a department store oh that's right yeah they're gonna, like go a, they're, they're gonna go fucking the bed bedroom the, department the fucking bed department she's like there's a mattress and then he he's she says something to her and i can't remember what he says something like it's not easy something something and she like rubs up against him and she's like oh it's semi-hard i'd say and i'm like what yeah. the fuck are we even talking about in this movie oh yeah i mean i the, love the, this movie so yeah, much yeah it's pretty great talking it's about a, batman's half-hard dick <laughs> yeah it's pretty great and and this movie ends with batman becoming a cat owner it sure does it just that's exactly at the end, how this at the end you know when uh you know all the shit goes down and catwoman you know who apparently the this in this one obviously she's revived by cats yes and then that gives her the properties of a cat which includes having nine lives yes or just you know she's invincible she takes she has nine hits yes you know and so she gets away at the end yep and uh you know batman's you know batman and alfred are driving through the gotham or whatever bruce wayne or whatever and they he's, he see, thinks he sees selena and he goes out there and then he just sees like a black cat. He just picks it up, just walks in the car. Yeah. And, and Alfred's and like, that, Merry Christmas, Mr. Wayne. And, and that like, cat is so awesome, too, because that cat, like, so it's like the shot at the end is he's sitting in the back of the car of this Rolls. Yeah. As Alfred drives him around and he's holding this cat and it's all dark except for Michael Keaton's face. 
and these two green eyes of this cat. And this cat is just, he's not looking away. He's looking right towards like the camera or like a little bit off to the side. Like this cat knows where to, how to find his light. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good cat actor. It's a good cat actor. I was like, oh, look at that cat. Yeah. Um, Somebody, somebody definitely, somebody at uh, whatever the, the pet place. Yeah. Hollywood pets or whatever. Yeah. They definitely earned their paycheck. They really did. Somebody 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 saw that cat and it's like, let's get the we need that person for our cat, whatever <laughs> movie we're doing that has cats in it. Fucking pet cemetery or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Pet cemetery too. Sure. Yeah, it was uh it was pretty cool. Yeah, that movie that movie's pretty great. Yeah. And oh, and I also just want to give a, a quick shout out to the suits Christopher Walken wears in that movie. Okay. Because they're, I don't know if you've noticed, they're fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No, Talk about Well, I mean, just, just look at him in general. Well, him, Christopher Walken in general with that, like, white hair. It's, like, all blown, like, he's got that, like, shock of white hair blown back. Uh, but he's wearing, like, this, it's a pinstripe suit, but it's not, like, a normal pinstripe suit. It's, like, got these huge stripes down it. <laughs> right and it's just it's they're just the suits are amazing they're just so tacky they're yeah. great there's a, actually yeah that movie does everything great it really does i don't know why it didn't win all the awards i don't remember if it won any awards at all but i love it it is a classic i personally think it's better than batman 89 i could see why yeah uh, i mean, I mean I, batman 89 I is pretty by, great I, Batman 89 is great, but I'm super biased because you know I love Catwoman. Yeah. So but, but this give me Catwoman and Batman together, and then yeah. I'm so happy. Well, I just think we watched that one. We watched, the, we watched it, and I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah, like, I really, I'm like, I'm really movie. enjoying this movie now. Yeah. No, I love this movie. So that's there. And then we are going to go see next week sometime Batman Forever. Uh-huh. I know people say that movie sucks. I do have a, a, a soft spot spot in my heart for that movie. Well, ex- I think it's the first Batman movie I ever saw in the theater. Well, I'm excited because this one, this one has that scene in it that we always kind of reference when we're just talking oh, about. Oh yeah, because there's a scene <laughs> right, where I, it's just like it's just I don't know who it is, just some ex- random extra it's, or whatever. Yeah, and they're at a party where Batman like busts through like a ceiling. He busts through the ceiling, and just some guy in glasses looks up and goes, "Batman." <laughs> That's right. I swear to God, it's exactly like that. Yes, he does it. It's amazing. And he just looks up and he points. But the way he says it, like that guy earned his SAG card for going, Baby! Like it's such a, it's such like a, like a, like a kid. You know, like yeah, it's like it's like, like the a time forty five year old man. It's amazing. It's, it's like well, it's like that thing where I walked in and uh, <laughs> I remember it was. I think we talked about this before, but when we were at that DC uh, exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I, I got I, at the Warner Brothers. Club? I walk and I walk in. I think I, was, I, I think it was with, I think I was walking with you. And yep. we walk in and I just like it has Aquaman stuff. And I go I go I go Aquaman, you know, or whatever. Just because I'm yeah, you know, whatever. Just being stupid. And this girl that's working at the door, she's like, "Yes, Aquaman is here." And I'm like, "Oh God." <laughs> she probably thought that you were special. Oh, well, I am. Yeah, I'm special in my own way. In your own, but I mean, like you know, she thought you were really special, and you yeah. were so excited to see Aquaman. Hey, 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 I was. I know. It was, I know. It was, it was a good exhibit. It I was, was excited. There's some good stuff there. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know, but I mean, had you know, that's it. That's the, I got the inspiration from this. I got, I, but I kind of <laughs> do that because we kind of do that now. Yes. We ever since seen that because the guy's just literally just like Batman. <laughs> Go back and watch Batman Forever. You, we were, you, we watched when we noticed that the last time that we watched Batman Forever. I think we we rewound it like five times. Yeah, no, it was something we were like, we, wait, what? It was like, wait, did that just happen? <laughs> and it did. And it's so good. Also, uh, Batman Forever, uh, Kiss from has Kiss from a Rose, right? I always it get that sure mixed does. Okay, yes, good. it does. It has Kiss from a Rose. I mean, I the best Batman soundtrack. It that is such a good Batman soundtrack. It has my favorite U two song on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of all time, uh, uh, hold me, kiss me, kill me, me, kill me, kill, thrill me, or kill whatever. Kill me, thrill me, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that song's fucking great. It's so good. I mean, it's not Batman Returns, fucking throwing Susie and the Banshees at you. Yeah, but I will fucking take it. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this one again because now it's like you're sitting in the movie theater, and you can really soak it in. I think that's something where that's where this the advantage is coming from mm-hmm. of being able to sit there and just be like, oh man, I'm really enjoying it like i'm not because at home we can watch it but we're not completely engrossed because we have you know all sorts of stuff around us but you're in the theater who knows you know yeah. you might probably you might 
find some nuances in this film that uh you know are just fun so i don't know i'm looking forward to that that's gonna be a lot of fun so um I guess uh, the only other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, so we were at Fort Collins the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, we were out, it was the same day as Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. Uh, we did not partake this time out, uh, which is fine because Free Comic Book Day is it's a lot of work. Well, <laughs> you know? here is the here is the thing: we were up in Fort Collins because I had like a writing conference to go to, and that's actually why we didn't get to see Batman '89 because it was the same day. But anyway, so I went to the writing conference, whatever. We left and we decided to swing by that like comic book store slash coffee shop. We got to the parking lot, which number one is like an L.A. parking lot because it's like so fucking small for like a billion businesses. And we find a spot and there's a just a fucking line and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. And there's a line out the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't have the patience <laughs> for this today. No, I certainly did. not. So we did not partake in free comic book day well i mean we've been to that store before and yep. you know it's it's a cool place you know it's a griffin comics and game or griffin mm-hmm. books or whatever yeah uh and it's really cool um but there's you know it was just like i i just saw the people and there's you know kids and there's like for I some reason i didn't even know what was going on either because it was like there was the store at one corner but there were like two tents yeah, the, the tents the were like separated, lot, but they were like separated. So one of them was like all the way, almost to like the street. Yeah, where it was like they had a DJ, but they were like dudes just handing out like sheets. Yeah, for like cosplay or something. It was like a so cosplay you could like tie them gimmick. around. Yeah, it was like make your own cape, and like kids were just like tying them around their necks, and then walking around with these like ripped up sheet capes yeah and then there was another tent that had like a juggler oh i missed the juggler i feel like there was a there was something else going on at that other tent and i feel like it was a juggler and then there was the store and i was like but are these all together because they were so separate and in front of like different i don't know yeah it was it was was pretty uh it was pretty crazy yeah uh yeah so i was we we, so we but we did go i wanted to go in there because i wanted to go to um Gorehounds Playground, which is a uh, horror-based, primarily horror video store. Video store. Yep. That uh, the owner definitely also ha- he has lots of comics. Yeah, and he has a lot of action. Action. He has figures. like this shelf of action figures, which I purchased a Marvel Legends Wonder Man. Yes. That uh, I did not have. Yes. But I was very yeah. And this guy's pretty cool, you know. And he's got a lot of cool stuff that you can rent and. Well, he also does like a really cool thing. Like in the back, he's got a bunch of couches. Well, because they they screen movies there. Which that's great. And we'll do that one day. We're gonna do that. We we got up a little bit late the other time to go see it, but I want to go there because there's some. He definitely busts out some cool stuff because I follow him on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, we also got to go to a second in Charles. In uh, Fort Collins, uh, I believe this is a newer one. Yes, that's been out there, uh, and I just, you know, it didn't have as much in terms of trades uh-huh. that I'm used to seeing in those stores, but it was pretty good because I managed to pick up some stuff that I didn't have. Uh, actually, I found uh, there was an Orion trade that I wanted that I found, and then I also picked up. Captain America Deathlock Lives, like it's an out-of-print trade mm-hmm. that uh, I didn't expect to find, but it was there. And because it's pretty expensive to find it, you know, outside of the, you know, like online. But, you know, it was only like 10 bucks at the store. I was like, well, I'm buying this. Right. You know, and then they, I got a Death of Superman, mm-hmm. the original DC trade, you know, that has, uh, you know, all those issues in there. And, uh, and I was like, that's, I figured I just need that. So, yeah. and I got some other stuff the the week before too. Um, at the one in Littleton, I picked up a few books from there. I picked up a the Fantastic Four Masterworks that has the first appearance of Adam Warlock because I've always wanted that comic, but I don't want to actually buy the comic. Sure. So you know, and there's a few other things I got. So, but yeah, I, I've been going trade crazy. I know trade crazy. I've even been reading this one that I'm looking at right here. And it's pretty fun, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to finishing this. It's Superman versus Mongol, mm-hmm. and it collects a bunch of DC Comics presents, mm-hmm. which feature Mongol in it. 
and uh, which is great because I want to collect DC Comic Presents, but I don't want to buy all the issues. Sure. So I got a bunch of trades with that. But this was just fun because you know Superman's such a dumbass. Martian Manhunter in the one is just like you fucking idiot. Yeah. So it's pretty great. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. No, I've been uh, been messing around. We got to mess around that store a little bit. So yeah, that's cool. Well, all right, folks. Let's take a break and we'll come back with our book for this week. For years, the Fire and Water Podcast Network has found its joy talking about comics. From Aquaman and Firestorm to Batman and Plastic Man, from giant treasuries to pocket-sized digests, from massive miniseries events to singular one-shot adventures, from romance to horror to whatever the hell Ohatmu or not is. In the last year, they've begun to carve a path through their favorite television shows, such as M.A.S.H., Cheers, and Justice League Unlimited and there's no sign of them stopping. What medium will fire and water conquer next? Do you like good music? Introducing Fire and Water Records, the music anthology podcast from the Fire and Water Network. Find your joy in all new ways as members of the Fire and Water Network and their friends discuss favorite songs, albums, concerts, and artists. Hang on, I've been doing a music show for two years. Featuring Record Revolution. Join the Brothers Daily as we catalog the essential years that shaped popular music and our own lives. A very daily Christmas. An annual celebration of our favorite holiday tracks. Plus, all new episodes of Zoom for Sam. The show in which I share my joy of Samantha Fox by spotlighting a single single every single episode. And Pod Dylan. No, not Pod Dylan. We discussed this. That's staying on its own feed. Not Pod Dylan, but everything else I said. Plus, so much more. There's even a chance David Ace Gutierrez will show up. Which brings us back to Fastball, which is really one of the most interesting American bands in the world today. When you think about the number of side projects and solo projects associated with the band, it actually almost out. Fire and Water Records, a proud part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. All right, we're back here on Worst Collection Ever with our book for this week. It is Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 16 from October 1956. And we're using the Superman fan show. I'm sorry. Showcase presents DC showcase presents DC showcase presents Superman family volume one. Yep. So we're, I got this one and uh, this was actually surprisingly cheap. I mean, there's no color in it. Well, did we get this? Wait, did we? I bought this at, um, mile high. Mile high. Wasn't it, wasn't it discounted? I think it was. I think there was like a 20% discount or something. I don't yeah. remember, but it was cheap. There's no color in it, but I'm going to use it as coloring book. Yeah. Well, hey, let me. You definitely Why can. Why not? You can make up your own colors here. So it's a huge one. There's like five volumes of this freaking thing. Yeah. Well, this one in particular, this one collects um, all sorts of shit. Okay. So this one collects the uh, let's see, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen number uh, numbers one through twenty two. Okay. Showcase number nine and Superman number twenty eight, and it uh, promotes having. The uh, first ever Lois Lane solo story ever. Oh, man. Although it's primarily Jimmy Olsen's. Yeah, this is good stuff. Uh, So on the cover here, uh, Superman is flying into the frame, and it says, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen featuring the Boy of Steel. And as Superman's flying into the frame, uh, a piece of rock is falling on Jimmy's head, and Jimmy is like, don't worry, Superman. You don't have to rescue me because... Rescue me. You don't have to rescue me anymore because I'm invulnerable. And he's just having a rock break on his head while some other guy's like, watch out for that rock. Now, uh, my question is, because they're calling him the Boy of Steel, mm-hmm. boy, which is really what they call Superboy. Uh-huh. So this must be pre-Superboy. Uh, what, what year did I say this was? 1959. It might be. It might be. It might be. Um, because he does mention it later in the book where he's like, they'll never be, there's just me, Superman, no boys of steel or whatever. Yeah. No, you're right. That might make sense. Yeah. 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 And then the, and then the next month they were like, here's another boy of steel. Yeah. Superman's like, fuck. He's like, it's me when I was young. When I was a boy. So we want to get popular with the youth. 
In this issue, details an entry blank for a giant 5,000 prize contest. 5,000 prize? 5,000. We is, don't know what, by, what's 5,000 prize? I think five, I think it represents, says, I think it's, there's 5,000 prizes. Oh, 5,000 prize contest. I thought we were talking about, like, <laughs> if you win, you just get 5,000. But it's not going to be, it's not going to tell you of what. Mm-hmm. Could be $5,000. Could be 5,000 cotton balls. They don't tell you. Here's 5,000 pencil erasers. You think it could be? You dummy. Yeah. This is what you get for reading 5, comics. 5,000 of the same comic book. <laughs> no. <laughs> 5,000 of Jimmy Olsen getting hit by a rock. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Back in the day, you'd be like, well, I don't have 5,000 of this. But if you held on to them, uh-huh. you might be rich. Sure. Well, not really. No. You probably, I bet this issue probably goes for like a couple hundred dollars I, I think if it was graded properly maybe yeah it'd have to be in like perfect condition it has to be in perfect condition yeah <laughs> anyways so superman's pal jimmy olsen we start and off this is another one of the, the they did this a lot back then where like the cover doesn't match the first story no because there's three different stories in here and we start off with uh the three lives of jimmy olsen <laughs> and basically what goes on here is uh jimmy is well, a Go go ahead. Well, first, for some fucking reason, because it's the fucking 1959, uh, Clark and Jimmy are like in the newspaper office, and for some reason, a science laboratory right has given a fuck ton of radon or radium radium worth twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> To a bunch of reporters, so those reporters can then distribute it to what, like, research so, facilities so, and so, shit. So basically, yeah. So basically, they're sitting there and they're like, "Wow, look at all this fucking the uh, radium in a lead box," and they're like, "It's it's this radium's like twenty five thousand dollars." And Superman's like, "Yeah, it's pretty generous of the Radium Institute to give them to the Daily Planet, yes, and ask us to distribute them to hospitals. Why would Why? the Radium Why Institute? Why would they do that? The most people, the people that know the most about radium." Why would they give it to a bunch of reporters to distribute it to hospitals? Why wouldn't they just distribute it themselves? Right. That's the first but thing again, I thought of. It's 1959. <laughs> like, oh, hey. Uh, you, Maybe this made sense in 1959. Hey, hey, boy reporter and frail man, because everybody looks at, you know, Clark is being a wimp. Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, why don't you go and uh, distribute this high, highly radioactive element to hospitals? I just think it's, a, I mean, even like, these books really lean into it. Like, we don't really see it that much anymore, but especially back then, leaning into what a wimp Clark is. Yeah. All the time, talking about how sickly he is and how frail he is, and blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker still looks like Superman. Yeah. He's still, I mean, he's well, even still here. built like he fucking is still, Superman. He's still square jawed. He's still just a hearty man. Yeah. And everybody's like, what a, what a wimp. That, that's the thing. That's like, it's like, yeah, he might be like nerdy or whatever, but he's like, even like when Christopher Reeve was Superman. Yeah. And he did a really good convincing Clark Kent. Well, look, you can but be, you can same... be a big awkward man. I but mean, look at Pete like, Holmes. Well, yes. I mean, but that's the thing. Pete he, Holmes for Superman. Right. <laughs> but he still leaned into that. I'm a big awkward man. Thing. Right. But he was still Christopher just, Reeve. He was still Christopher Reeve. He was, he was still, still a hunk of a tall. man. He was still just as you know square jawed yeah. and good looking. That's like when Henry Cavill's like wearing glasses. I'm like, you know, you still look like Henry Cavill, right? <laughs> like, are you aware of that? Did anybody tell you you still look like fucking Henry Cavill? Hi, I'm here to work as a I'm a I'm a, I'm a I, frail man here to work in this newspaper office. Look it's at like, me, look at me, nerdy, dorky, everyman. Oh, by the way, I just happen to look like one. Of the most handsome men on the fucking planet <laughs> but i'm wearing glasses but i'm wearing glasses it's a she's all that situation <laughs> excuse me i'm on sports <laughs> right about sports ball <laughs> clark you're on sports I, I i just i just yell at my reporters yeah there's do, no, do, there's, do that there's no reporters who have specialized in these areas <laughs> fucking everybody's decided nobody's learning all look nobody is learning one thing anymore in the no. in the journalism business nope you're everybody right just knows everything that's when you go to journalism school you just you have yeah. to learn about you learn how to do sports yep. you learn how to do obituaries there's you no learn s- how to do you do actually learn how to bridge do bridge club 
You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, so. you you do. We had to learn how to write them, but Clark, you're on obits. <laughs> but usually, that's what like you come in and do. But you develop a beat, <laughs> right? Typically, and it's like, oh, you're the crime reporter, so uh-huh. you get to know the cops, and you or get you're to a sports guy, or you're the sports guy, and you write about sports, and you get to know the teams, and you have sources. They just fuck you, fucking throw you in there every day for like no reason. They're just like, you know what? Today you're this, right? You know how that uh, anyway. that, that, that drove me nuts in that movie. Yeah. Anyway, so they they Jimmy yeah. and uh, Jimmy and Clark go out in the street. This and, is and and Clark's like I'm gonna go do news. Well, that's Jimmy, what they literally. They, Jimmy's like I am also gonna go do news. Clark's like I gotta go check with the hospitals and see which ones need it. Need this radium. It's like that shouldn't be your job. No, you're a fucking reporter. No. Why are you checking? Why are you being like, hey, I've got a bunch of radioactive shit in this office. You know, I, it's in lead. Yeah, it's in the safe and everything like that. But, you know, it probably shouldn't be there because we're fucking reporters. Yeah. I keep my lunch in that safe. <laughs> <laughs> the lunch safe? I keep my lunch. Are you keeping it in there so fucking Perry doesn't steal your PB&J? Perry, and Jay? P- Perry Perry's or, or like. fluff or another sandwich. Perry's this like fucking this. Fucking 1959. Perry's is like, this cold Arby's is totally radioactive. <laughs> cold Arby's. Cold Arby's. So, uh, anyway, they go on the street. Jimmy gets. I think a cu- cold Arby's is radioactive. Like even today. I think that maybe that, maybe there's nothing but cold Arby's in there. Yeah, just a bunch of just a is. bunch of cold go gelatinous. Go get this to meat. hospitals, and you're like, oh no, hospitals don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> Eating this is the way how you end up in a hospital. Yeah, right. So uh, Jimmy Jimmy gets accosted by a guy dressed like a swami. Oh. And the guy's like, hey, man. This is another very, like, 1959 where it's just, like, some dude's like, I'm a swami. Look at my turban. And you're like. So stupid fucking Jimmy. So well, see, again, it's, <sighs> this is what I mean by it. These comics are so weird. Everybody was so, I mean, everybody was so much more trusting back then, I guess. Sure. I mean, they didn't have forensic files on 24 hours a day where you could just see what happens to you with some random fuck walks up to you on the street and goes hey you want to come with me why do you think why do, uh, we don't talk to anybody right anymore. we don't talk to anybody or we do not open the door for people we do not know because there that are- was like the time when i went to i was in boston and i was walking across the street i was on, i was on one side of the street and another guy's on the other side of the street and some guy yells he's we're walking in opposite directions but we're on the opposite side of the street mm-hmm. and the guy yells at me some guy across the street yells at me asking me where i'm going where 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 to, to get to somewhere? I forgot where he was asking, but it was obviously somewhere. It was like really close. He's like, "Hey man, where are you going?" Or whatever. And I had, you know, I, I just made like I have my headphones in, and he's like, "You fucking coward! You won't talk to me." I'm like, "Bro, you're across the street yelling at somebody to ask for directions, and you're coming right out of the train station." Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what more you want from me. Like, you just you think that I'm just gonna randomly, you know, walk over to you? I mean, you. I know. God damn it! I hate people. I know. Anyways, this is we do not speak to people, but Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, the like, dunderhead. Oh, the the swami's like, hey, you look like Jimmy Olsen. I bet I know you from a past life. Why don't you come with me and I'll strap you into my weird fucking contraption where I'll show you your past lives. And Jimmy's like, cool. Jimmy, I got nothing else to do. He goes, what if I got to lose? And I'm like, Jimmy, you, li- Jimmy, you literally walked out of the building to be like, hey, I need to go do my job and find news because. I'm Jimmy Olsen, and I work for the Daily Planet. Yeah. And you literally run into a guy. You, you walk a few blocks, a few blocks, and you run into a guy that's like, hey, I know about past lives. You want to come see him? And he's like, you're like, sure. Yeah. And then, and then this guy puts a helmet on that pumps your brain with gamma radiation. Yeah. So not only are you, you – you're – Putting you immediately put your life in danger. How Jimmy Olsen is not dead? It's like, you, it's like you're just like you're like he's like, hey, I got this helmet that shoots gamma rays, and it's like I'd be like, no, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, but back then, back then, everybody's like, oh, radiation is cool, and you're like, no, radiation is bad. And so Jimmy now views his past lives. So he views, and this is what's very funny about these Jimmy Olsen things is when he views his past lives, which one of them is in Egypt. One of them is one of them is in, in Greece, Gre- ancient Greece, and then the other one is he's a Viking. Yeah. So in every single one of these, he is a small weakling uh, who is still a news reporter. Uh, so he's going to go get news for like the what's it called the petroglyph or whatever. The well, he's trying to find it. So so he's in for, so okay. So the first thing is he's in he's in 
Yeah, he works with the weekly hieroglyphic. Hieroglyphic. That's and right. they're like, hey, go find this pyramid thief. And he's like, fine, yeah. I'm going to go take a camel. And then uh, and then he he's like... I got to go ask my strong friend for help. This happens in every one of these stories. And so in each one, he's like, in this one, he has a horn. Which that summons that Yeah, yeah that he, he, he summons... Cowman. He, he moves, summons Cowman. Cowman. Uh, and he's like, no. Uh, but he, no, he summons Samson. He's like, hey, let's go wreck this temple. Because I think the, the guy's hiding in here. And uh, I hope he, I hope he, he just like, he's like, he's supposed to find this guy. Yeah. He's just <coughs> supposed to find news. And like every single time something exciting is going to happen, it like cuts to another past life so then his second past life he's in ancient greece he's got to go get news for the scroll uh-huh. and what does he do he calls his buddy hercules who uh-huh. then like wrestles a lion and i'm not gonna lie this this panel up here at the top where he's wrestling a lion oh, and yeah. hercules goes to grab him and he says i'll subdue this pussy cat for you jimmis jimmis uh I honestly did not read the cat. Yeah, I thought I thought I just said I will subdue this pussy for you, and I was oh, like, man. "That's a weird way to say that." Like, is this Batman Returns? What? It's pretty sexy. I, like, could you imagine just walking up to somebody and being like, "Hey, you want to subdue my pussy?" He also says here, "Did you miss this part here? Oh. You're terrific, Hercules. I'll tie him up with these thongs." Oh, we're tying pussies up with thongs? This is like a video you find on Pornhub. Well, actually, this is how Cisco's The Thong Song was written. (laughs) He he saw this and he was like, you know what? I'm going to write a song about thongs and pussies. You know what? This this really old Jimmy Olsen comic inspires me. I'm Cisco. Yeah. I'm Cisco. I keep keep, keep a bunch of really old comics. I bought them all with my Drew Hill money. Well, what is Cisco doing these days? I don't know. Maybe reading this book to find new, another hit. Yeah, probably. He's just going it's through. He's just going through and just being like, "What? What can I? What, I need inspiration." Yeah. So now he's a Viking, and he's got to go find something like a fjord. Well, I want to point out real quick. This is why I, why I got a little bit distracted here because Jimmy. So the reason why. So what happens is basically like these uh, fantasies, these or these past lives he's experiencing. These scenarios go up to a certain point, and then they stop. And then they stop, and he's like. Yo, Swami, what's up with the? I, I want to see the end of this. And the guy's like, Yeah, well, uh, it, the machine can only go up to like a certain part. It only does a short enough episode, so we have to keep going to the past. Right. And now here you're a Viking, and then you you got to call your buddy Thor. Uh-huh. So the strong buddy in this one is Thor, mm-hmm. uh, and you're gonna do a thing. And Thor like breaks the thing with his hammer, and then Jimmy like was like hey i wanted to see how this ends oh my god i'm never gonna know and the guy's like well actually my cool machine runs on radium and like if you've got any maybe i could use some and how does this guy know this guy just saw him i mean obviously he knows but it's like he's just like man i wish i had more radium and he's like do you know of any radium and jimmy's like i might know some radium he's like well if you want to know the end of this story you'll get me some radium anyway have a good day and so jimmy goes to the planet office and he like grabs the radium <laughs> and of course like clark's home in his apartment but he's like x-ray visioning well jimmy this is the thing and this happens actually in this mongol book yeah where clark just looks out his wind like out of his outside of a wall in his apartment mm-hmm. and is able to see the whole city and to see where see anything and that's what he's doing here. It's, does he just sit there and just stare out his wall, like instead of watching TV? Because it looks like he's reading. Well, yeah, it looks like he's enjoying a night at home, and then he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I feel like he doesn't have telepathy, so he doesn't know right what's going on. But so he, he just, just happens to be looking at this at the right time, and he just happens to use that ability because I can't imagine that any time he's looking ahead, right, he's not looking through something, right, because. You can, that that will, sucks. I don't even know how you would function. Right? Yeah. Gotta make the world small. Yeah. Um, make it small. Make it small. <laughs> so, because, yeah, because that's the thing. Because in this Mongol book, like, Jimmy and uh, 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 Lois get captured by Mongol. And Jimmy's, uh, or Su- Superman's in his, you know, in his apartment. And he just looks around 
like in from his apartment. He goes, "Well, they're not in the city because I looked through the whole city from my apartment." I'm like, "What the fuck?" And yeah. he's doing it right here, and it's yeah. ridiculous. So, so he sees this, and he's like, "Oh no!" And then he also sees. So not only does he see like Jimmy pull out the radium, he sees him go to the Swami's place, and he's like, "I gotta hurry up and get there." So he changes into his costume. He shows up, and he's like, "No, Jimmy, you don't understand. This whole thing has just been a scam." And what happens is he's just like hypnotizing you to fall asleep and that's why there's no ending yeah uh so they arrest this guy and that's pretty much it well my favorite part here oh is this the part at the end uh-huh where superman's sitting there like well no 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 no. it's oh. where he asks superman he goes superman how did you know that and superman was like um and it's actually written into the text where he's like uh uh i had a uh i just knew i just knew he was after this radium this yeah. random guy it's right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't guess, Jimmy. I knew he was after the radium, but I er, can't explain for a special reason. Yeah. Because, I'm a, by, because by I'm a prick. For reason. I'm a dick And shit. people are like, that's a good reason, Superman. And you're like, that's not a fucking good reason. You know what? This is a good enough explanation for me. This alien does not want to th- that, 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 that we trust with a lot of responsibility is like, yeah, I don't want to tell you why I knew this guy needed radium. Because that would be, you know, special helpful. reason. That'd be great, you know, if you know, I could, you know, because that'd be great if Clark could, just, or assuming I could tell tell people, it's like I think I know that guy needs radium, that guy needs radium, yeah. Because you could, you know, you could stop a lot of bullshit. Yeah. I don't, oh, oh, he's just sitting at home, just like oh, I don't want to tell anybody. So yeah, but uh, yeah, and then Superman wonders if he was. Uh, well, he's like the reason that I knew is because the guy tried to get me like do the past life. Oh, that's right. And he's like, but I wouldn't have past lives on earth because i'm from krypton and i'm like is there a rule that says you can't have past lives from on another planet i don't know he's, he's i don't know how past lives work being an alien yeah whatever so that's the end of that that's the end of that one so now we get on to the cover story the boy of steel uh-huh and so basically okay so one day lois is like she's like hey i'm gonna give jimmy this coffee as he's writing his story no coco oh i'm sorry jimmy's too he can't handle coffee well geez we'll talk about it when we get there but for the fact that he can't handle coffee there's somebody smoking a goddamn cigarette this comic book i don't okay but also i don't know where it comes from okay we'll we'll talk about it so lois is like gonna give him the steaming hot cocoa and she's like oops tripped and she dumps it on him and he doesn't even fucking notice see this is what i understand notice that it's wet right that's what i understand it's like wait so he couldn't i understand why he couldn't feel that it was wet or you mean hot? Or hot? Yeah. Or, why or, it didn't burn him? Why it didn't burn him? Yes. But also, well, but here's the thing. I understand because it, ultimately, it's not that he's got you know superpowers. He's uh-huh. just got he is um you know he's got a field around him. Spoiler alert. He's mm-hmm. got like a some sort of like radiation radiation field around him that allows again him to, radiation is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's any reason for uh, us to be scared of radiation, it's this comic. Yeah. So, uh, but he's. But the thing is, I don't understand how he doesn't feel like he's not sitting there as a typewriter because he's typing a story. It's like, how do you not feel your not 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 feel your fingers not feeling the keys? I don't know because you're just sitting there going type 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 type, you know. But you know, so you, that doesn't bother you. But you know, and obviously, you know, you did that doesn't alarm you, right? But then you know, Lois spills some hot coffee or hot cocoa on him, and he doesn't even sell the fact that it's wet, right? And or even the fact that like you know she he doesn't even I don't even know if he gets wet I I don't even know he doesn't feel anything so he's writing a story called I witnessed an atomic bomb yep. which is hilarious I saw a, a nuclear explosion That's it. I saw a nuclear explosion and like if that was written today it would be like the fifteen faces I made when I saw a nuclear explosion This is definitely a BuzzFeed article. Yeah. So then Lois is like, yeah, that was weird uh, that he didn't feel anything. I'm going to try to cut his hair. Yeah, Lois just because goes ham. Because that's just fucking this. something you do to your colleague. So he just she walks up behind him and just like tries to cut his hair and it doesn't work. She's like, oh my God, it doesn't work. So then she fucking... Oh my God, he's invincible. I better go tell Clark. Well, no, she not only does she not try to cut his hair and it doesn't work, she takes off her shoe well, and hits him in the hits back of the, the head, back with, of the head, the head with, with the shoe. shoe. And it doesn't do anything. So she's like, oh my God, I got to talk to Clark. 
I just like the idea that somebody's watching, like, there's not, because apparently in the Daily Planet, there's nobody else there except for Lois Clark and Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. And, and nobody's watching, and yet people are just, nobody sees Lois take off her shoe and just fucking hit Jimmy with it. Like, hard. You know, and Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't even sense, though, that, like, somebody's behind right, him. Right, and there's no wind from, like, the... No commotion? Nothing. And oh. so he doesn't notice anything, and then he's like... She's like, I gotta t- go tell Clark. So Clark is sitting there, and he's got one foot like propped up on his trash can. Yeah. She's like, Oh my god, he's invincible. And Clark's like, Uh, what? And so as this is happening, and I don't know whose hand this is, a cigarette. Somebody has a cigarette in their hand. It looks like a man. Well, oh. and the ash drops like the cherry of it drops off into the waste paper basket where Clark's foot is. So I don't know if this is just a dude walking by. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out did like did Jimmy walk in and set this on fire? Did I mean, was Lois smoking? There, it looks like a man, so it's not Lois. Maybe it's Steve. Lombard. I was like, is Clark smoking? Like, yeah, right. Because I'm like, I don't know what other explanation I can find for this because it's like such a weird panel. It just shows the trash can and the arm. Yeah. With the cigarette in the hand with the cigarette in it. Yeah. So who it belongs to, we don't know. Well, anyways, this whole fucking office goes up in flames, or at least this and garbage can does. And of course, Clark's like, I don't feel it. You know, but Jim, but Lois is like, oh no, well you you don't feel it, and Jimmy doesn't feel it. So what is? You must have eaten those you know? magic berries that Superman brought back from space, or right? Because you forgot to mention that. So Jimmy's sitting there reading the story, eating a bunch of these space berries. Sure. Uh, which Suran does explain later that he tried them on mice and the mice yeah. didn't die. And the, well, yeah, but the mice also weren't invulnerable. So right, he's, he's like, oh, that doesn't work. And so he's like, huh, I better keep an eye on Jimmy. And so as that's happening, Jimmy's out on the street and he just happens to get hit by a car. Well, this <laughs> this is really funny because fucking Jimmy. So this guy just yeah, this guy just flat out just runs into the back of Jimmy. like Jimmy's just walking and this guy like because this guy's on the street this car launches Jimmy and like, like he's airborne and Jimmy somehow like yeah he just gets knocked straight into this telephone pole and it I, bends. I think my favorite part is the guy going like oh no he'll have to go to the hospital and I'm like he'd have to go to the morgue. No nah, man he's going to the morgue and you're going to fucking Oz. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> That's uh, that's how this is ending. Yep. You're going to fuck it. You're going to you're going to uh, Bell Rev. Yeah. And so then Jimmy starts like stabbing himself with his nail file. And, and he's like, bends. I'm invincible. Oh my god, it must have been those cool berries I ate or whatever. Yeah. And he's having a ball. He's throwing rocks on his head. He and this is my favorite one. He just he's just about to saw his own foot off. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> and Superman's like, what the fuck? You know, but but thankfully, like just a, because you're vulnerable, don't do that. Yeah, but thankfully there's a robbery going on. Yeah. So they, so these two dummies, you know, go run. And they're, you know, Jimmy's like doing all this stuff to make sure that uh, he's not, uh, you know, that he's invincible or whatever, you know, and yeah. everybody, and just Superman can't, you know, understand it. But then he sees him at night and he walks through a shadow and he's glowing. Right. Which apparently Jimmy doesn't notice. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's completely oblivious to the fact that he's glowing. And he's like, well, yeah, this is when I took him to the nuclear test because Jesus fucking Christ. He's like, so he took him close enough yeah. to a nuclear test with, and all, Jimmy's only wearing glasses. Yeah, so Superman was like, to get your story, Jimmy, I will literally carry you to where this explosion is happening. And the only thing Jimmy's wearing is glasses uh-huh. to look at it. Like, so I had to do a report on the A bomb like forever ago when I was in college or whatever. And I read this book on the building of it and and you know the story behind it being built and then what happened. And I will never forget. That there's a scene in there where they drop the A-bomb on Japan. Uh-huh. You know, I don't remember which one, if it was the first one or the second one. Mm-hmm. I forget. But they're talking about how people were, like, turned to look at this huge explosion. And the flash was so bright that it literally melted their eyeballs out of their skull. Uh-huh. Like, I'll never forget that image from this book. People's eye, like the flash being so bright, it literally melted their eyeballs. And Jimmy is just like, he's just basically got a pair of Oasis glasses on. <laughs> like, 
Like he borrowed like John Lennon glasses before like, John Lennon. He's like, yo. And he's just like, I'm fine. I'll and I'm like, no. Yo, let me grab my blue blockers. No, this isn't good. This literally burns shadows into the fucking ground. What are you doing? He yeah so he's carrying him and he's like jimmy's like oh man this feels weird it feels like a cloak has been throwing over me i guess it's my imagination it's like no you watched a fucking bomb yeah you this, should be dead and right your now. dumb alien friend is like yeah this is a good idea yeah sure and that's when um clark is like oh that's the problem and so lois is like well i want to be invincible too so i'm gonna bite i'm gonna eat these berries and then i'm gonna stab myself with this pin and clark's like oh i better like with my x-ray vision which i don't know how this works with my x-ray vision i'm gonna weaken the pin yeah and so she doesn't hurt herself doesn't hurt herself but she's like at the same time i'm like how did your x-ray vision do that he melts I, th- I think it's supposed to be maybe his eye his eye beams like his heat vision but he says x-ray he specifically says x-ray well, he I'm like, he doesn't know what he's doing sense. he doesn't know what he's doing so she's like haha i'm invincible too i'm gonna go out and hopefully get hit by a car just like jimmy did and so uh there's like a robbery and a car flipped over and like both lois and jimmy are gonna go help people because it's like an explosion how i don't understand why the cops are just like why they just like just letting these two random pedestrians go up to this thing and be like i can do it no you can't and it's like a fucking uh, explosion mobile that's when superman shows up and so, like, so superman shows up and he pulls them off and they're like superman we're invulnerable you didn't have to stop us and he's like look you're not invulnerable and he steps on both their feet yeah he's like you... <laughs> that's right he stomps on both of them to be like hey you guys can feel that you funny if you just stomped at their feet and he just clearly stomps like their entire foot off <laughs> like just buries it through the ground it's like so ah! flat just yeah just he just shears it off at some like the <laughs> like the ankle so he just they have like a fucking stump no, they can get a prosthetic foot. Oh, man. I Jimmy. was just thinking, like, he stepped on it, and, like, he flattened to a degree that they have to wear one clown shoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Superman, my clown shoes. <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, yeah, and so this is where they're sitting there, like... And they're like, oh, no, there's no more magic space berries. We'll never be... Invulnerable. Invulnerable again. And that's when Superman is like, yep, no boy or girl of steel, and that's the way I like it. Well, here's the thing. They don't call uh, Super... Uh, what's her face? Lois. Uh, Supergirl. Yeah. The Girl of Steel. I think they call her, like, the Maiden of Might or something. They do eventually call her the Girl of Steel. Oh, do they? Okay. I here. think later on. Because I think you're right at the beginning, but pretty sure at, as it, time goes on, she becomes the Girl of Steel. All right. Well, we're at the last story of this boobery. Yes. Uh, the super liar of Metropolis. This, this story does literally the premise makes no sense. No, it just it, well, it's it, this is a. It's so fucking dumb, and I'm like, I realize you guys are just trying to fill pages, but holy fucking shit, this is stupid. So Jimmy is downstairs in the lobby buying candy, and he's literally thinking, just wanted to buy a candy, but he's like, wait, I hear someone talking about me, and there's a dude in the phone booth talking to somebody. Is this guy shouting in the phone booth? I'm this assuming. Because I can't, I mean, look, if you're in a phone booth, you know. You got you, a door. You got a do- door. The doors. door's closed, you know, the guy, I mean, unless it's, is it, no, it's closed. Yeah. You know, it's not the guy's like, God damn it, I gotta catch a Jimmy Yeah, he's like, I gotta catch Jimmy Olsen because I bet he's, he's Superman's pal. I bet Jimmy Olsen knows uh, Superman's secret identity. And Jimmy's like, hmm, I don't know Superman's secret identity, but they're going to question me for a long time. So in order to protect what I don't know, I am going to drink something that Superman pulled off a criminal a couple weeks ago that for some reason is not in police custody right? called the liar's serum, which makes you lie. And I'm like, but you don't know the truth anyway. Also, what are you doing? Also, if you know you're going to be captured, if you're going to be accosted by somebody leaving... Call the you, police! Call the goddamn police! <laughs> or call the, the, the security! Santa. Or the bellman! Have somebody walk... Get, get Lois, or get Steve Lombard, or Perry White to walk you to your goddamn car! Right! Or walk you somewhere so you're not being chased by some fucking yeah. gangster! First of all, you're not getting abducted by somebody. But second up, you don't even know what are you lying about? You don't know anything. They're going to question you whether or not you take that. Like, there's nothing to tell. Anyway, so he, like, drinks the serum and then... He just goes on. He just, so it just basically makes him say the opposite of what he's thinking. Yeah. 
because you can't tell the truth no matter what. This is, you know, the, it, this is the reverse liar liar. Right. And so anytime, uh, like, so instance, like, Lois is like, hey, I got these tickets to a baseball game. And he's like, why would I waste my time? And she's like, and she's like, I'll give it to a copy boy. Fuck you. Yeah. I and do. Like, for some reason, some Hollywood starlet <laughs> calls him. And she's like, hi, Jimmy. I'm a famous Hollywood starlet. And I heard you could show me around town. And he's like, no, that'd be gross. People pay me to haunt houses. I'm so <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I actually like that line a lot. When he's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, she's like, okay. She, cause she's, cause she's like, okay. Uh, and I don't understand why, first of all, the starlet is calling him, but right? she, but she literally says, "This is Kitty Devoe from Hollywood. You were recommended by my press agent. Why right? isn't your press agent calling him? That's what press agents are for, right? If I know anything in working in podcasting, you don't get to talk to the person you want you to don't talk, talk to. to. Talent. You don't talk to talent unless if you're friends with the fucking talent, right? You know, it's very real occasion. But most of the time, you talk to a manager, you talk to a talent, talk to an agent, agent talk PR, to assistant, assistant. You are talking to so many other people. You're not fucking talking to talent. Why is talent calling? It should be the pe- the press agent should be calling Jimmy. Hey, she deserves this. She obviously does not have a press agent. No, she, she just doesn't. Pulled his name out of the phone book. Yeah, she's just she is not very bright, no. and she's just doing this. And so, but I, yeah, he's like, I don't. I look like a, I look like a monster, and I haunt houses. And she's like, gracious, you're horrible. Goodbye. So Superman shows back up. And he's like, yeah, I was out of town. Jimmy, you know, what's going on? And Jimmy's like, the bridge is collapsing, which it's not. He's like, oh, no, why am I lying to Superman? And Superman goes, but luckily some dude almost falls to his death and Superman gets to save him. So it wasn't a wasted trip. Why did they have to? Why did we have to do that at it, all? It, we didn't. None of, we didn't have to do any of this. So then Jimmy gets abducted and he's like, ha ha, finally time to get abducted. Time to lie to these people about the thing I don't even know. I'm finally doing the thing that I could have easily avoided by calling the cops because i i fear for my own goddamn safety if somebody's like gonna come up to me and be like jen do you know this thing if i don't know it i don't know it why do i need to lie about not knowing it i don't get it it doesn't change the outcome of what jimmy was eventually i mean the only reason we do this is so he can lie and he's like oh i'll tell you who superman is it's clark kent and he's yeah. like good job me and i'm like wait a second you just told these dudes with guns that your friend, who you believe is just a regular average person, is Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they want mm-hmm. to kill Superman, so you're just like, eh, it's that guy I work with. Yeah, it's my co-worker. Go kill, yeah, yeah, he's, uh... More space in the fridge for me at lunch. Yeah. Go kill that guy. He's always taking up the sp- space in the fridge with his radioactive Arby's. Yeah, you don't understand how many bags of Arby's this guy brings in. <laughs> this Superman just, he just, he just... It's a whole fridge He just comes in and he's got, like, a, he's got, like, uh, <laughs> like, a backpack full of Arby's. Like, I want to imagine that's what Clark Kent is, you know, proper Clark Kent, but he's also got, like, a, like a knapsack full of Arby's. Yeah. He's just like throwing it in the fridge. People are like, it's like he's always, always eating the beef and cheddars. Yeah. And they're cold. He doesn't heat them they're up. Cold. They're just stuck together now. Sometimes he puts it's the curly fries. It's just like plastic. Sometimes he puts the curly fries on there and just eats it all at once. Ugh. I've seen him do it. Ugh. And sometimes he takes the horsey sauce and put drinks that separately and then ew, eats, ew. eats the sandwich. No, don't, don't. Stop. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so so he gets captured and he's like yeah it's clark kent haha ha. i totally protected superman's secret that i don't even know by blaming my friend by it's, dooming my friend to death right well because well, here's the thing not only is he, he's doing his friend to death but these these guys are like kill superman. they're like they're like they're like you know what let's go kill him right now yeah so they go into the daily planet they're like they just walk in and they're like hey clark kent we hear you're superman and they just open fire <laughs> and and so i mean like literally jimmy caused the death of his friend for no fucking reason so then to lie about something he doesn't know in the first place so superman like i better make it like the smoke be more so he like blows on well no what he does no what he does is he burns his 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 paper on his desk by by the fan so the smoke by the fan makes it seem so when the bullets are hitting him they can't see that the bullets are hitting him mm. but he wants them to make him think because the bullets are hitting him they're bouncing off obviously but he wants to make it so it doesn't think he, they think that the smoke is 
you know, they're hitting the fan or something right. because these guys are literally aiming right at him, but somehow they're shooting yeah. something else. And so the bot, so everything goes to goes to shit for these guys. And Jimmy uses a giant atlas book to hit these guys in the hands with yeah you know and he's like all right this is great my truth serum is figured out i don't i can't lie i can i can tell the truth now yeah and and so these guys are like and this is again this is where we're coming back to the whole weakling thing because these guys are like we should have known it wasn't clark kent how could a weakling be him he's ready to faint even if our bullets missed him yo clark kent your heart pumps kool-aid <laughs> you know or whatever so and so they're like, all right, Jimmy, good job. You know, you're trying to protect Jimmy's secret. Thanks for setting me up to be murdered. Right. And that's how this ends. That's it. That's it. That's how this incredibly stupid book yeah. ends. I love this story. Oh, it's so good. I, I, God it. I, I, so I might good. need to read all these. Oh, I definitely need to read all of them. They're they're ridiculously dumb. I always forget, like, we own a lot of these and yeah. how, how much joy these bring they just don't even make any fucking sense half the time but that's what i kind of love about them so i would absolutely read the next one well the next issue which is right next is number 17 mm-hmm. and uh this is the cover here it says uh jimmy olsen is glowing again <laughs> always glowing and he's saying to superman and he goes now that i'm doomed superman won't you please grant me the last request <laughs> to tell me your secret identity and clark's like you know and superman's like sure jimmy i'm clark kent because apparently he becomes the radioactive boy, whole-titted boobery. Mm-hmm. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 16, from October 1956. And yes, we will read all these stupid books. Uh-huh. I love all of them. Uh, ooh, hang on, check this out. I just read this one here. We should have read this one. <laughs> oh, man, this sounds like a, a, a thing. Uh, in Superman's pal, number 22, The Mystery of the Millionaire Hobos. We missed we missed the hobo story. Oh man, maybe next time. Maybe next time. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening, folks. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Angry Hero Sean. I'm at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, Worst Collection Ever, and email the show, Worst Collection Ever at gmail.com. And of course, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get this show. Uh, please tell your friends about the podcast. That would really help us out. So thanks again for listening, folks, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.